0: Hi, my name is John. And my name is Chris. And, and this is Stay, stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. And this week, I'm actually joined by Cody Moffat, The Return. Hey, what's up? This is Cody Moffat. That's, that's right. And uh, Chris is actually out this week. He's a vac- vacation, but he's actually not vacating. So maybe we should say it's a staycation. Um, he's, like, at his house, uh, but he's just, you know, chilling, that sort of thing. They, they were, uh, they, him and him and Deez were, like, going to do some, like, home home renovating type stuff uh, as well this week, which actually sounds not like much of a, a vacation, but, you know, hey, it is what it is. I was going to say,
1: what a slacker, but then you, you came at me with this home renovation stuff, and I was like, <laughs> I guess I can't really
0: like, well, criticize him. That's not really the definition of slacking. But Cody, it's been it's been a long time since you've been on the podcast. True. What have you been up to since then? Uh, not a whole lot. Basically the same stuff. The, I do know of, of the one thing you you texted me like and told me about VR. Like you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna do. I'm yep. gonna get the because uh, like Half Life Alex had come out and stuff like that." So I have been wanting oh, yeah, yeah. to have you on the podcast to talk about your VR ex- adventures and excursions.
1: So I've got the uh, the earlier Oculus model, the uh, Oculus CV1. Nice. So, so their current like PC VR model is the uh, the Oculus Rift S. Yes. So I've got the one that's a generation before that, but it's all right. And uh, I downloaded Half-Life Alex and I played
0: it for a few hours, and I have to say I really enjoy it. That's awesome. Um, that's awesome. Is it is it like? Because I heard that it's just like it's it's a. Uh, like for v r it is just like the most video gamey video game, like where it's like, oh, this is like a lot of a lot of things in v r like experiences or are like well, the gimmick is that you can pick up everything um but like so, this is a game yeah it's it's
1: like a full fledged game it's the only full fledged game that I know of on v r uh I'm sure there's a couple other I think oculus has some exclusive one where you're like a Viking woman mm I forgot the name of that one, but uh. Yeah, it's, it's got a full-fledged... It's basically a Half-Life game, but in VR, which That's is awesome. really neat. That's awesome. Uh, and the VR interactions are cool. They've got a lot of, like, uh, little special novel things you can do, like put ammo in your backpack by reaching over your That's back. That's Awesome.
0: The interesting uh, thing about VR to me is that, like, I guess regular video games have had, the, have had enough time. There's a relatively young medium, I suppose. But, like, it's a relatively enough time to where, like, initially it was like, look, I move this thing. And the pong paddle moves up and down, you know. Or it's like, I bounce this ball yeah. back and forth. And it was like, that was fascinating. And that was enough to, like, keep people entertained. But, like, it's existed long enough to where, like, that's all, like, that's all not novel anymore. But with VR, for me... He was like, look, I can pick up this stick of gum. This is amazing, you know? And so, like, that was, like, that becomes, like, a little bit more, like, where it's like, oh, it's a younger type of thing. So, where, like, the fun is not just in the gameplay, but it's also in just, like, the act of being in a virtual world, like, and interacting with it with your arms and in a different way than, like, regular video games.
1: Yeah, that's one thing that throws you off, because, like, you start getting used to, like, a lot of things being interactable mm. so when there's something there that it seems like you should be able to do like i should be able to just climb this fence <laughs> but you've still got like you've still got that video game boundary like i probably spent like half an hour like stacking boxes and trying to jump over this fence because i thought it was like the puzzle and that was not the puzzle the puzzle <laughs> was something else
0: entirely so I'm, like, like the puzzle is actually you go through this this door over here by turning the knob
1: <laughs> yeah basically a lot of the puzzles in the game are like they heavily utilize like the whole hand tracking thing mm-hmm. it's it's cool
0: it's interesting uh, like i i do feel like that's like true to real life in a lot of ways though where it's like you think that the goal or that the, like the solution to your problem is to do with this one thing but really it, you know and so you spend lots of time and effort doing that thing and then you realize well the the solution was just to, to like go around or like to go over there or like do something much simpler than what you had envisioned
1: yeah, like you start trying to interact with things like a real world situation and it really just throws you off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like no no, but this is this is truly a video game, I promise.
1: Yeah, they've done they've done a good job and uh, That's awesome. It's pretty fun.
0: That's awesome. Um and then uh so as far as like VR goes, what's your favorite VR game so far that you've tried?
1: I'd have to say Half-Life, Alex.
0: Yeah. Okay. So it is. It is like the top, top tier, like best of the best kind of thing. Yeah. It's 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 the only like real game game. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, think. I have seen like lots of like the Beat Saber thing was like a big thing like back I guess last year or something like that. And uh, and so have you? Have you tried it? Have you played Beat Saber?
1: I haven't tried Beat Saber, but I think it's the most popular
0: uh, VR game it makes by sense. far. I mean, I feel like it's and like it, everybody understands the idea of like you know whipping around lightsabers, you know. Yeah, they've got like
1: the the whole rhythm game. I kind of I kind of avoid that. Like,
0: dude, but that's, they, you would think you would think because being like a musician, being an amazing guitar player, like you would think that you'd be super into the rhythm genre. But uh, but you know, <laughs> I kind of get it. Just, I just don't like it. <laughs> the <laughs> Well, we're not going to cover it in the in the news today, but there was uh, I've I've talked about Taiko uh, No Tatsujin, which is a Taiko Drum Master, um, and okay. it, it's it, I have a drum like literally a, like a, it's it's a little video game USB drum uh, that Catherine got okay. me for my birthday up there, but we, like it's a rhythm game that you play this drum and it's like these big uh, Taiko drums are like the big uh, big uh, drums from Japan. And, uh, which taiko in, in Japanese translates to just drum, but it's like in in the U S we call them taiko drums. Um, and so, uh, which is just saying drum, drum, but you know, at the same, anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Tyco drum drum, drum, drum drum master. They have an RPG that's coming out later this year and I'm thinking about getting it cuz like we have the controller like and so uh, you walk around like you as this little like drum uh, anime kind of looking drum you you walk around and like it's like an RPG you go battle against things with rhythm battles and stuff. So anyway, I uh speaking of rhythm games, I'm I'm interested in in picking that up later this year and playing it. So you'd
1: you'd probably like Beat Saber. Um uh, one thing I wanted to mention about VR is uh
0: being a fat guy it's exhausting <laughs> it's dude like <laughs> i like even like i remember whenever i first tried it like <clears throat> just the act of being in vr is exhausting like the the fact like so supposedly like you use a lot of energy for, for your eyes, like for like, so whenever there's a lot of like uh, strange stimulus with coming in via your eyes, like you just get worn out. Like you, you, uh, you burn calories that way. And so like, that's why like if you're outdoors, like doing a physical activity and it's bright, you should put on sunglasses because like, it'll like, otherwise you'll be super tired. Like, it, I mean, you're wasting energy essentially by like f- trying, your eyes are like dilating and like it's strenuous for your eyes to work that way. Oh, um, okay. And so, like, in, know that. in VR, like, this whole other, like, world is in there. And so, literally, you could just be sitting down and, like, playing with a controller, like, not doing anything physically, and it would, like, be, you know, more tiring than a normal kind of a video game, just in general, because it's just so much stimulus, and it feels like it's real, um, and so your eyes are reacting as if it's real. And additionally, like, because of the way that... The 3D has to work in there. Your eyes kind of have to go, like, yeah, you know, like uh, adjust, like, um, cross-eyed and go out and, like, adjust side to side in addition to, like, the, the light and focus and that sort of thing. So, like, just to, to kind of, like, do VR, your eyes are doing a lot of work in addition to, like, the physical aspect of it. Um, so. so the game that
1: I've got that, uh, that really wears me out the most would be there's this Apollo Creed game. It's a boxing game. Dude, that's awesome. Which that... That's really fun, but I can only ever play it for like a couple of rounds at a time cuz you're basically like you're basically shadow boxing. So I do like two matches in a row and I'm like, "All right. Oh, I think I'm good." You're like, "I am not a boxer." Like I am I am worn out. I will lose in a fight to definitely to Rocky. Like there's different guys you can fight in there and one of them's just like the bouncer of like a venue.
0: Yeah. And he just, he just like beat the hell out of me. That's like, amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, and that's, I can imagine like shadow boxing being really tiring. Cause like, if you just move your arms for a while, I even remember like back whenever we, the, Wii originally came out, we bowling and wee boxing was like really tiring. Yeah. Um And that wasn't yeah. like, wasn't as, as technically complicated as it is like nowadays. Cause like you can do like side stuff and uppercuts anyway. So, uh, but yeah, we, I remember we being really, really tiring.
1: There's some big stuff coming out with uh, some big news coming with Oculus soon. Yeah? That you might not be aware of. I'm not so aware. So they of recently it. so they've stopped stocking the Oculus uh, Quest headsets in stores. Really?
0: So like that's the yeah, that's so the they're smaller d- edition. That's the one that like is um
1: it's a standalone headset. Yeah. You don't need a PC with it or anything. Yeah. So a lot of people get that, and, you know, Beat Saber's cool on it. So they've stopped stocking that in stores, and wow. they're just letting the stock run out. And there's leaks of another Oculus Quest like headset mm. coming from Facebook. So I'm guessing, like, they're going to have the Oculus Connect soon, which is now renamed Facebook Connect. <laughs> Everybody's nice. saying they're going to reveal the new. Quest successor headset. Yeah. And it might be it might be a, like, lighter, cheaper version of the Quest. am I've heard it's rumored at being, like, 300 bucks. Interesting. The cheapest so that, Quest That's like, really inexpensive. I mean, they'd be hitting that right in time for Christmas if yeah. they released it pretty soon. And they're already producing it.
0: Yeah. They and just would, haven't... It would make sense to, like... Because, like, Ocu- o- the Oculus is, Quest has been out for a minute, and so those components could potentially be shrunk down, like, be small, like, the same processing and that sort of thing be in a smaller like uh profile type device like less less weight that sort of thing
1: yeah or it could be it could have a, a faster chip mm. i don't know uh, i'm i'm leaning towards it just being the same but slimmed down yeah cheaper components so they can hit that quarantined audience right around christmas
0: i mean and that's the thing like with uh with Gonna, we'll talk about it, you know, in the main segment this week, we're going to talk about the uh, the Xbox price announcement and release date and things like that for the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. I'm just making sure I enunciate that one because it's confusing if you say them very quickly. They're basically the same thing. Um, the Series oh, X yeah. and the Series X. I mean, they just sound like the same thing. Um, but, the uh, like, it's fascinating for everyone to be, like, kind of, aligning to like oh let's well, the playstations this year the is this year if facebook releases their thing this year the rumors of a of a new switch like early next year potentially um so like there's oh, just yeah. a lot a lot going as far as uh new hardware is concerned and like with the switch thing i was thinking like so many of the switch components like are are old and a lot of times like what happens with uh with with uh Consoles. The reason they come out with like updated versions, like the slimmer consoles and things like that, is actually because it's more cost-effective for manufacturing. Because like, oh, well, we we have these same components, but we don't like it, it costs us more money to manufacture the the legacy, like the old components from from five years oh, ago, see. than it does to like upgrade the chipset or upgrade these like these newer components in there. So, I don't know. Whatever that ends up being, um, you know, there people are. There's obviously always rumors about the next Switch. As soon as the Switch came out, I feel like there were like rumors of like a Switch Pro and stuff like that. And I'm not sure why that oh, yeah. always is, but um, it'll eventually be be correct. <laughs> so,
1: uh, as far as that Switch Pro goes, I've heard rumors like, "Do you ever see that YouTube guy uh, RGT85?" I have not. So he covers a lot of these Nintendo leaks and stuff. I like it. I like it. And he was he was talking about there have been like. There's been talk of like a 4K mm-hmm. switch, or like developers looking for, looking to hire people, or Nintendo looking to hire people concerning like 4K. Yeah,
0: like so I that think, might I be what the this week they were talking about how like Nintendo was telling developers to like prep for 4K like types you know games on on Switch, which would be, I feel like that's like on a handheld device to do a 4K like I'm not even like sure. Like, positive if like the new consoles will always be able to do 4K, like, you know, native or whatever. Like, it's obviously maybe upscaling, but like a handheld device to do 4K is going to be like, that's not going to be able to do it. It'll have to upscale it, that sort of thing. But I don't know. It just seems like that's a. That's kind of like a pie in the sky in my mind of like uh, a a handheld like a Switch doing 4K. Like that just seems exorbitantly would be exorbitantly expensive because even the Xbox Series X, uh, like we'll talk about that, you know, but like, you know, it's kind of cost $500 for the top level and then $300 for the lower level. And so the Switch is a $300 device, so maybe, but it's also portable. So it's like that taking the things that would be in... Like a Series S or like a, a normal size console, and shrinking that down into a Switch seems—I don't know—seems seems, seems kind of like, again, pie in the sky, like far far fetched a little bit. Yeah, too. I'm trying to put
1: that together. Like, I can't see a Pro device really utilizing 4K. It's still got to be backwards compatible. I don't really see the benefit mm. for Nintendo, mm-hmm. and like they don't—they don't try to compete hardware-wise with the other yeah. manufacturers. Yeah. So it, maybe it's a, just a new console that they're working on.
0: Maybe. I mean, completely. that could be, like, it could be whatever's next or, like, could be, you know, like, uh, like rather than the mid-step or whatever, it could be literally the next big, big thing or whatever um, from them. So that's interesting. that They would be – because obviously, like, as soon as a console goes out, every everyone is, like, then concepting for the next console. Like, as soon as, like, the, the, yeah. the PlayStation 5 ships, they're going to be working on the PlayStation 6. Like, that just is a thing that, that starts happening um but yeah so speaking of nintendo let's get into the news that was exuberant jeez <laughs> it was it was it was a lot i i shook as well like my whole body shook I, I, I don't usually it. do that I
1: mean, you you've
0: got like the wolverine
1: hair going that's, right that's now right. too and it was it was it was
0: scary man i mean you know i it if Wolverine, you know, in his enraged state, you know, bone claws out, that sort of thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I've always thought of you as an enraged Wolverine. <laughs> I mean, that's, at least that's one person that thinks of me as the enra- enraged Wolverine. It's so funny to me, the, the difference, like I love, so Hugh Jackman, in my mind, is like the perfect Wolverine, um, but yeah. like drastically different than Wolverine is in the comics. He's too tall. He's tall, and he's, like – like, so – I feel like he plays that character, like, so much cooler than Wolverine. Like, Wolverine's just, like, angry and, like, you know, really, like, in your face in in the comics a lot of times. Like, he's – you know, so – He's antisocial. Yeah. And so, like – but, like, it seems like – Wolverine like Hugh Jackman plays that character uh, in a, a different way and like I, I like it I like both both versions and I kind of wish that Hugh Jackman was going to be in the uh like the MCU I wish they were going to like pull him in and with like Spider-Man and and uh I, and all that I thought they were talking about doing that for a while I don't know what happened I don't know man I think he has said that like that Logan if Logan hadn't happened he would probably be up for it. But he's like, I feel like I've said goodbye to that character like now at this point. So he's like, I feel like we've, we've all, we've all done it. We've all said goodbye to our our respective characters, him and, uh, and uh, Patrick Stewart as well. Oh yeah. But on to some news, let's start with some Nintendo news. And, uh, and the Nintendo news like it dropped on a Nintendo direct I guess it was uh, like last week it was literally like right after we posted the podcast last week because Chris did the uh, the tenant review with Fultron and then uh, and then the Nintendo Direct happened and it was super weird because the they didn't they didn't announce the Nintendo direct they weren't like, oh be you know looking forward to a Nintendo direct next week uh, or you know whatever it was like literally it was it just dropped one morning and I woke up to all the news so, we're going to talk about all the different stuff in there. The first thing, and perhaps the most like pertinent thing, I feel like I, I feel like they tried to make the announcement of, um, of I guess I guess, the Super Mario 3D World and Bar- Bowser's Fury coming uh, February 21st. Uh, I feel like they tried to make that. the big thing, but the real thing that people are like clamoring for is there is a Super Mario 3D All-Stars game. That's going to be released September 18th. So that's literally like eight days from whenever we're recording this. So like from whenever you're hearing this, it's like a week from now. Um, And that includes Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario Galaxy all in one package for $60. Um, And there's some weird details with it, like where they said it's like a limited thing uh, to where it's only going to be sold through March of 2021, which is super strange to me, which we can talk about. But, like, you know, these three games being in this package, I was, like, I'm, I'm very excited for it. I have never played um, Super Mario Sunshine. And, like, that, you know, that one Same. in particular, I just have never played it. So,
1: Yeah, I've never played that one. I've never played Mario Galaxy, even. Ooh, Mario 64 is the Galaxy. only one that I've played.
0: Interesting, dude. And like the last time I played 64 was on the 3DS, like they did a port of it for 3DS. And I remember like feeling like it was an amazing game. The camera controls were kind of weird. I wished it was like a dual stick kind of thing, which obviously the 3DS didn't have, it doesn't have like a dual stick. So you had to like hold the trigger and then shift the camera. So it was like really like uh, cumbersome to do on the 3DS. Um, So hopefully that's like ported over well.
1: Um, Yeah. The camera was weird on the original game too. Because, yeah, we didn't have a dual stick. It was just the was, analog stick controlled Mario.
0: Yeah, and it was the C, like, the, the C buttons on the right of the, the N64. Didn't those control some camera controls? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, But like, like a limited camera That being
0: al- almost the first 3D platforming game, I feel like they, yeah. they did the best they could, but then people figured it out better after that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good, but it was... It's definitely been refined. I never even thought about that, how we typically use, like, a dual stick and one is in a platformer, like, for the camera.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, like, to to control the camera. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, And, like, so I hope that that that's, like, ported over and, like, patched over, like, well. Um, It looks pretty darn gorgeous. Like, even the upgrades, like just seeing it at higher resolution so it's not like this is a remake and it's not like they've changed up assets or textures or whatever but like just looking at the comparison from like some of the footage that they've shown of the game running on switch versus like the 3ds or the n64 like everything just looks really crisp really really nice so i'm excited to to, to replay that one um but I've i think i've got I'll probably some qualms d- what was
1: that i've got some qualms on it like uh So I noticed Mario 64 is in, like, 3x4 aspect ratio Mm -hmm. still. And do you know why? I've been trying to figure out why. The only thing I can think of is maybe somehow, like, the camera angles start showing, like, sometimes they have the pre-programmed camera angles. Maybe it starts, like, Mm. clipping through objects Mm. when you have that extra width
0: to the camera. Because they did make a point, you're right, of saying that, like, uh, Super Mario Sunshine was like they they did it they uh they changed the the to widescreen they made it go widescreen in this version whereas like i was i was i am curious why they didn't make that update for the um the n64 game like it's yeah that's interesting that is fascinating because even even the, the ds version of it ran in that like smaller thing um yeah, I don't know, man. That's. It, I bet you're right. I bet you there has to be some sort of like a camera angle slash like breaks the game reason that they wouldn't have just widened that out. Um, something yeah, that they it's, didn't it's know at the be time.
1: A clipping thing, yeah, because, yeah, they wouldn't have planned for that. It's like what if watching like, those
0: old cartoons. What if like weird Luigi is always just like right on the other side of the frame, you know, that like <laughs> he's just like peeking it over like he you know if so if you widened it it would just be a, like a, a, a horror game at that point you know
1: did you hear L real
0: yeah like yeah the uh like with the that the big leak the giga leak or whatever you call it uh the yeah. Nintendo giga leak where they have like the uh, the Luigi assets in that game that's so cool it's so fascinating man like and, like the giga leak is interesting because it's like that didn't that didn't make it into the final game and just was in some version of the game at some point um so like that's like looking at like taking a peek into like one cut frame of a film or something like that like it's it's so strange like the the artistic process like being able to see these like like weird uh unused details of video games is is super fascinating to me
1: (laughs) yeah as a kid it was like we always were like, "Where's Luigi?" Yeah,
0: we're,
1: we're like, we're like, there, was be, there would be like different rumors, like you can find Yoshi if you can get to the top of the castle and yep. all this different stuff.
0: Which they added and to the, uh, which they added, or I mean, the DS maybe, version. Yeah, to the DS version. Maybe he was up there all along and you just couldn't get up there or whatever. But like it, to the DS version, like you were able to to go up there and meet Luigi and everything, or meet meet Yoshi and everything. So,
1: and then like I think part of the leak was when they originally started working on Mario sixty four it was a
0: multiplayer game i mean that that blows my mind as well like i mean that would be so hard like cuz you're already like shaking up the whole genre and honestly the whole like video game landscape by doing the 3d kind of platforming thing and so and doing it so well but like then also changing it to like be a multiplayer like oh you know you're both jumping around at the same time and i guess that's kind of where they went with like the uh Like galaxy, yeah. Yeah. Like whenever they got to a certain point, like you were able to do like multiplayer and stuff, which is really fascinating.
1: They ended up having to cut it, I think, because uh, at the same time that team was developing like the N64 development kit
0: Hmm. and
1: Mario 64. So Mario 64 was like their Frankenstein
0: little
1: little baby to as they're developing
0: the kit. To, for the other developers, so it's so funny, man. And I mean, that honestly, like the N sixty four, like with the, the whole development of that console, is fascinating because, like, at one point, like the Nintendo had the deal with Sony. Cause it was the uh, Nintendo PlayStation or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the they disc went, add-on. Yeah, and they went back on it. Like, and and you you can look it up. Like the one uh, a PlayStation, a Nintendo PlayStation, was released. Like a, a prototype of it was was found and released. Like recently, we talked about it on the podcast. And so you can like look up those photos and like it looks so strange to see, like, the Nintendo yeah. colors on basically a PlayStation device. And, like, that's just fascinating. Um, anyway, so moving on from from that particular piece of the uh, other thing, obviously, like, I, I mentioned that uh, the Super Mario 3D World, which was the game on the Wii U, so nobody's played this game, basically, um, plus Bowser's <laughs> Fury, something... Nobody played it. Sorry. No, you're good. I didn't play it. I didn't play yeah. it either. Like, nobody owned I had a Wii U. Wii U. You all had a Wii U. I had a
1: Wii, I had a Wii U, and I played New Super Mario Brothers on it, and I liked it, It's even a good though one. everybody hates it. But, yeah, and I'm excited to play uh, the Super Mario World 3D, Dude. or Super Mario 3D World. Is 3D,
0: that it? 3D World, yeah. 3D World, because there also was, on 3DS, there was 3D Land as well and so like that was okay that's how like the one of the mobile one is through is land and the uh and the i guess home console version is is world but now they're both like world is now mobile um plus bowser's fury which i assume is like some sort of an expansion or like additional levels in the game um i thought it looked pretty cool like the uh the kind of thunderstormy look at this cat land thing i don't know the, the palm trees had cat ears which i thought was very very awesome Oh, yeah. What's with the whole cat thing? That's, like, the theme of this game. <laughs> I know, man. Because, like, even in the logo, like, the, the logo, like, they have cat ears and stuff, and everybody has a cat suit. So, speaking of... when they're... I first
1: saw it... Yeah, go. Oh, sorry? No, go for when it. When I first saw it, I thought that it was, like, that's, like, the raccoon suit or something that you had in, like, Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> right. I thought it's just a power-up, but it, the more I, like, the more stuff I see about this game, it's it's entirely cat-focused. I feel like It's I... just...
0: <laughs> I feel like if you're if you're in a level and you don't get a cat suit, I feel like that's going to be the exception. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. You know. I. I've, again. I haven't played the game. I. Uh, well, actually, I, I have played the game. I have played as the cat suit. But I, I've only played it through other people's consoles. You know how that is. Like you're over at somebody's house, and yeah, then they yeah. have that game, and they're like, "Oh, sweet! Let me play this game." Um, but uh, I'm very excited for that one. It, uh, that one comes out in February 21st. So not as like right now as the uh as the 3d all-stars was and actually 3d all-stars is selling ridiculously well i didn't mention that like amazon is sold out of it um the physical yeah, copies yeah but like there's the digital version like you can always pre-order like on the e-shop on your uh, on your switch so um, so do you
1: know is the so
0: there's a limited
1: time that you can buy mario yeah. 3d all-stars which is probably why it's selling out Yes. But is it just the physical copy that's limited time or no, is they're going to delist
0: it from the uh from the e as well?
1: Which oh, okay. is okay, my understanding
0: weird. was physical only. Oh yeah. Like and i That's I'm not sure, why it's selling. I'm not sure why they're doing that. Like why they're going to delist it uh from the e shop and why it's limited time. Like it seems like you'd want these games to be available, but, but the only thing I can figure is like you do all the work of of programming these games, maybe after that limited run they'll sell them like one, like a like $30 a piece or $25 a piece or something like that on the, on the eShop or something like make them available individually elsewhere and, you know, upcharge or like whatever, you know, a, a kind of a, a monetary reason to buy it now rather than later. I don't know, man. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me to like, to limit it by, by essentially six months.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If you did all that work, they're definitely going to release it again. That's what a lot of people have been saying and theories that like, They're just going to go standalone after this. So this is your chance to get them cheaper.
0: Right. Cheaper and all in one package in some sort of, like, a cool limited edition thing. Because I think they did a similar thing in the past with, like, the All-Stars, like, the Super Mario All-Stars. Like, that's what they did in in, uh, uh, the past with the All-Stars line. Like, whenever they call something that, it's somewhat limited, but then they make those games available later on. Um, I don't know. I
1: think... I think, no, I think it was like Super Mario All-Stars on Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. It was, I think it was always just like all the regular Nintendo games, the Nintendo Entertainment System games. Yeah. Updated. All together. Yeah. And then they released another version that had Mario World
0: with it as well. But they never separated them out into separate games. Gotcha, gotcha. And that makes so much sense to do that, like to have them as a bundle because it's like these are legacy games. These are old games. Why not bundle yeah. them together and, and sell them all together? I don't know. It just seems weird to to limit it in this way. We'll see what happens like next year whenever maybe potentially they, they release them individually or something, but maybe they're just gone forever. Maybe this is your one window and, uh, and that's it. I have a pre-order... Um, of a physical copy, I've thought about doing a digital copy as well, but like I don't know if I, you know, that's, that's like that's the the weird cool collector in me. And it's like I don't need to spend an extra sixty bucks on something you know like that. So <laughs> I probably won't.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna get it. I'll just, I'll just. I do want to get the uh, 3D World though. Yes, that seems yes, cool.
0: that seems real cool. Um, uh, the next thing like they they announced in there was the Mario Kart Live, which. If you haven't watched the trailer for it, go watch the trailer for. It. I showed the, this trailer to 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 Catherine and she was like like whenever this is a uh, basically a video game like AR game with a, a physical yep. a physical RC car and but you're playing the video game of Mario Kart while the physical RC car drives around your your living room or whatever.
1: It's so cool. I I'm so I'm looking for like new houses. Yeah. Uh, looking to buy a house, and I've got to tell my realtor that I need a Mario Kart room. Yeah,
0: you you just need for this game. No carpet. Like you can't have carpet. Like I have too much carpet in my house right now. Where I'm like,
1: supposedly I, it runs well on carpet.
0: Oh, you think? But, okay. But I mean, I hope they so.
1: say that. But yeah. So you've got like the different track pieces, and you built the track in your room. Yeah. There's like the arches that denote like what lap you're on or something. I and dig it. That's cool. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Dude. I wonder. I wonder if you do, like, one drive-through first to, like, lay out what the track would look like.
0: Yeah, it kind of looks like you did because, like, in the game, like, I, as you're looking at your Switch, like, in the uh, the augmented reality, like, it seemed yeah. like you could tell where the edge of the track was um, at all times. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the only way I could think that you would be able to do that is if you did drive it once and it just assumes, like, hey, that's that track you just took is the center of the road.
1: yeah. So, yeah. So, and it looks like in one of the maps, I saw like loop de loops in it, like what? where it crossed over, crossed over into itself again. So I'm, I'm thinking yes. that you must create the track at first. So like whoever a did eight that or one, mm. yeah, they they drove the route first. And those track markers just kind of denote, just kind of are a reference point. I dig that. I dig you, that.
0: The funny thing about this Inst- is, is like I w- like as a kid, I would absolutely have like like completely lost my mind over like I would love I would have loved this, and still to this day I'm kind of like I'm like man I, I need to get one of these like you know. Desmond's not As old a 32 enough. He's a 32-year-old. Yeah, 32-year-old you know, man. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to get this. Like, it feels like, it feels like this, this is a thing that I need, you know, that I, that I, I, I Well, don't need. You don't need any of this. But, but, like, you like I really would like to have, like, this thing driving around my room right now. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Um, I need to
1: get it just because I need to know how it works. I, I need the novelty. Like, I don't even care yes. to play it. But, like, I heard, like, so your cart can actually get boosts in-game. So yes. you can get the mushroom, and it will make your physical cart go faster.
0: That's amazing. So they're
1: running, it, they're running it not at full speed. And then you can get hit, like, by stuff in the augmented reality, like, level. And it stops
0: or slows down your cart. See, I knew that it slowed it down. I hadn't thought about the fact that, like, if you get, like, a mushroom boost, it would have to speed it up. Because, like, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, of course. Like, if you get hit by, like, a banana peel, it's going to stop your car. But, like, I hadn't thought about the fact that, like, it would have to speed it up. That's yeah. amazing. I love the idea and that, like, you can do that. You can also get, like, so there's a Mario Kart and a Luigi Kart. I wonder if they will expand that eventually to have, like, you know, like a, uh, like a Peach or, like, a Yoshi or somebody. You know, like, I feel like they could do the think, whole line. I think they're going to have two
1: more. That's what,
0: I've, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if I
1: heard that, but, yeah, I could see. It would probably be Peach and, like, Yoshi. Yeah,
0: Peach they and Yoshi. They probably pick the most. Toad is another one. Like,
1: yeah, everybody loves Toad.
0: Lots of people like Toad, you know,
1: I want Bowser, but like, I'm guessing the physical weight
0: will yeah. make him harder to Dude, <laughs> like big <laughs> figures are like weigh a lot. Like, you know, like, yeah. like Bowser, I feel like he, that would, that would definitely be like, yeah, do you want to, do you want to just be a tank uh, driving around uh, the living room? And it's like, well, it doesn't, you know, it's supposed to be fast, but um, Oh the physical interaction between them, too. Like, can you hit the other person's cart? Dude, that's does a good... Does that track? What? That's a good point. And, like, you know, how does it track, like, where, like, if... So, like, in the, in the trailer, they had, like, the kids have, like, you know, done, like, these books and stuff like that, piled up these books. Yeah. And like, at one point, they knock over a couple of cups and stuff like that. Like, how does it account for, like, physical... I guess it wouldn't have to, because it, it is augmented reality, so anything happening in reality happens in the game, too. It's just things that happen in the game don't necessarily happen in reality, but this is like crossing that line. Ah, that's fascinating. So like <laughs> if, you're car,
1: if you're on carpet and your cart is slow, Sorry, yeah. I'm, j- I'm just like fascinated with this. I have to know how it works, but of like of course. If you're on carpet and your cart is slow, does the game adjust the... Because you're racing against Koopalings, Mm -hmm. I guess, like the Koopa Cousins. Mm -hmm. Do they adjust their speed to match your slowed down cart, or are they at a fixed speed?
0: That's interesting. Like, yeah, because the driving surface would have a lot to do with the... uh, Mmm. Mmm. Man, we have to... We have to know. Is that
1: like an an option that you set in game or will it set it automatically? Yeah, or like, is it hey, not even you know, considered? are you playing
0: on carpet or, or floors or mixed? Like, I mean, because like, you could go off of carpet onto, like, hardwoods and then back, like, at my house or whatever.
1: Are you going to cheat the game by setting its carpet but then you ride on hardwoods?
0: <laughs> I mean, may, you know, I don't know, maybe? Why Can not? other
1: people play your level virtually?
0: Ooh. I mean, I, I, I don't think so. Because, like, you'd have to, uh, you'd literally have to have the same layout like if i did like a figure eight there's a gigantic or whatever and you didn't have that in your house like that much space like you wouldn't be able to play that level but like you did but virtually right the
1: like they wouldn't see your background because they don't have a physical car, uh, sure. camera or something but like you could create that cart layout dude that's fascinating and then they could play through it without the actual rc car yeah without the physical car dude that's fascinating but you it would be a also, boring background.
0: Uh, maybe you could build that. I don't know. It's like Mario Maker. Mario Kart Maker? Yeah, Mario. Dude, Mario Kart Maker. That sounds awesome. Speaking of, um, I remember back in the day doing, like, the Roller Coaster Tycoon. I feel like it'd be, like a Mario Kart Maker would be something like that, where, like, you build, like, the track and, like, make it the most dangerous possible thing, and then, you know. <laughs> no one can in play ramps. this level. <laughs> ramps does it handle ramps i need to know that if we built a physical ramp i feel like you know and if you put a power up at the end of it like where how does it handle the power ups because you do pick up power ups where does it place those across the track is it random is it like can you identify like this is where the 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 line of power ups is going to be oh i'm interested i could see it i could see it just picking like random places that would, or, that would make the most. That'd be the easiest thing. Um, so basically, I don't know how much these are going to retail for. Um, they are coming out this year, though. Um, and uh, I think I've heard
1: about a hundred. About a so hundred per cart. The,
0: that would be that would be interesting. Like I I feel like that's that's depending on what the technology that's involved in these. That sounds right to me. Um, potentially, you know, I would I would hope there'd be a little bit less. Like if it was like eighty nine dollars or something. Like even like ten bucks. I feel like that feels a little bit better. Um, Than just like just straight up a hundred dollars or whatever, Um, but at the same time, like we'll find out later this year and uh, and go for it. But you basically buy the cart and the software is free. Like the software is basically included with the cart, but it's a download. Um, Yeah, that's that's how that that'll all work. The next physical thing that is coming out later this year that, that they announced is like something that I'm super interested in. It's a Game & Watch, Super Mario Brothers uh, Game & Watch. And so this is, like, a Game & Watch stuff. Like, that's how uh, Nintendo started out, which Game & Watch, if you remember as a child growing up, these little, like, small little, like, portable LCD screens where you would, like, have the Lion King or, like, whatever, or Aladdin, and it would, like, play really kind of bad versions of uh, of those those games on an LCD screen. Um this is that, but it's got a full color display. It's got Mario Brothers, uh, or yeah, Super Mario Brothers, one and two on it, as well as uh, some Game and Watch uh, game that like they had on it. And this is like. A I don't know. I don't know how much more of a a weird niche collector's item you can get because it looks like an old uh, Nintendo game and watch, like in the Famicom colors, um, which didn't really exist back in the day. Um, And then also, it's got like you know two old games, and it's it's going to be like fifty bucks. And it's like paying fifty dollars for Mario or Super Mario One and Super Mario Two feels a little bit like strange, but it's like it's the whole package, it's the collector's itemness of it that I uh, I find really cool.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to think of this thing. I'm like. It's not for me. Uh, <laughs> like, it's it's a cool concept, but yeah. I'm like, it is not a practical thing. It, it has to be a collector's thing,
0: like. Yeah. And it's And it's, it's also a watch. It, you're right. You're right. It has, <laughs> it has a feature of a clock, which why doesn't every, like, electronic device you have just have, like, a clock on it? Like, I feel like that's, like, the simplest possible thing to include on just, like, devices, you know? It's basically on everything, like. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have like a little sampler here. Um, uh, and like one of the features is that it has a clock on it. Like, I can, and I, I, just, oh, I sometimes check the time on the sampler where I'm just like, oh, what time is it? Okay, sweet. Um, the interesting thing, like, so like, I, I could potentially use this as like an alarm clock, like, w- and wake up with this uh, with this device.
1: <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know if it does that. It says game and watch, not game and wake. So I don't you're know. Right, you're right.
0: <laughs> game and alarm clock, you know?
1: Game and i'm th- i've tried to ever since like i ne- i've heard of a game watch or i've heard of game and watch but i i like i've been trying to put together like the original game and watch like that was probably a big deal right Yeah, it was the- but who are these guys that need to know the time like i'm figuring i'm figuring like japanese businessmen they need to know the time but they're like i want to do a little gaming i mean as well
0: I mean, probably like, I mean, you're on the, <clears throat> if you're like commuting, like and you're on like a train or if you're like <clears throat> on the car or whatever, it would be nice to know how much time has passed. Like, Oh, have I lost? Like, did I miss my stop? Like, has it been an hour and a half and I'm actually just like playing uh Tetris or whatever.
1: <laughs> so can you game and watch? Like, is the watch always there or are you game or watching? Do you have to like close the game oh, to see the watch?
0: That's a solid question. That's a solid. Cause like. I feel like in this, like, whenever you're playing the Mario Brothers, like, you're not going to be able to just see the time, like, because it's yeah. Mario Brothers. Um, but in a normal Game & Watch situation, is the watch just always up in the corner? I don't know.
1: That's yeah, that's, that's the part that kills me, because I'm like, it loses its use if you don't also always know the time. That's true. That's true.
0: I mean, Because you're going
1: to lose it all gaming.
0: You know what's fr- what's frustrating. This brings up one of the big frustrations in video gaming that I have is like that whenever you hit the pause menu, like if there's a game clock in your uh, in your video game, like where it, like keeps track of how much time you've been playing it, and you yeah. pause the game, but the game clock continues. That always annoys me um, to where it's like that's that it's not like a true reflection of how long you've been playing. It's like how long have you been like s- <laughs> like neglecting playing this game? <laughs> because I feel like pause. you just
1: you just have a God complex here, John. Like, you're <laughs> like, if I say time stops, time I pause should it.
0: Stop. I mean, it. Possibly. I mean, it, but that, like, because, like, I look back at, like, my Destiny g- gameplay time sometimes, like, on their, on their app, like, or whatever. And it will, like, include the time that it was on the start menu, like, before I was yeah. even actually playing. And I'm like, that's not, like, I wasn't playing the game. It was just on the start menu because the pause music is, or the start music is amazing. Maybe they consider that playing the game, though. Like, If you're listening to the music, you're, you're playing the game. Um, the next thing that they announced uh, was that the, if you did a series of missions uh, on the website, you can get a free pin set from uh from 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 super mario or whatever and that was fascinating to me um like where there's like oh you gotta play the mobile game and pre-order uh super mario 3d all-stars and which is the only you know thing that you had to do that actually cost money or whatever but apparently like i'm hoping hoping they send me this pin set uh whenever uh whenever i complete all of the 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 different missions or whatever um the uh let me see i think that's basically everything they had oh Last thing, Super Mario Battle Royale. So Super Mario 35 is a Battle Royale game uh, that basically takes the original super Mario brothers and you play that at the same time as 35 other players. And the better that you do, like whenever you take out an enemy, you can choose to send it to someone else's game. Um, and then, you know, other, there's other ways to play it, other bonuses and that sort of thing. But, um, essentially in the way that like Tetris 99 did a battle Royale, but with Tetris, this is a super Mario brothers battle Royale. And I, I'm good at platformers. I'm not good enough at platformers to uh, play against 35 other people um, in a Super Mario Brothers platformer. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that.
1: You got to think. Some people are so skilled at this, like those speedrunning guys. Oh, dude, yeah. They would just wipe the floor with you. I, I, it's down to a science.
0: Like Tetris, I feel like it, it's like there's a, an element of like, oh, it's randomness or like the, the fact that like you can like there's different strategies to take but with like platforming it's it's very much like you either made that platform or you didn't you know
1: <laughs> there are people that have been playing this game literally 30 years
0: yeah <laughs> Plus, and like. like, and and we'll break break the game in to do speed runs, and so it's like they know literally the ins and the outs of that 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 code and everything. So I'm curious. To, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm curious to see what I, like what can a speedrunner really do with this? Do they just instantly win, or is it, it are the is the randomness of the different like the levels or like the because it starts off as just the normal Mario Brothers level, but like it yeah. gets it seems like it gets really strange and and twisted really quickly. Um, and so like, how, how does that randomness play into people who re- know these games really well? Does it, you know, it's obviously Nintendo, the people working in Nintendo will oh, be did, some of those I, people. So
1: I didn't know it was different levels, but I did, I thought, I didn't know they were like making new levels. I thought it was like the original game, but you could also like send bad guys to the other people. Like if you kill a Goomba, it pops up.
0: Yeah, it looks like it starts out that way, but then, like, as soon as, like, it very quickly, like, as, as the kind of, like, thing progressed, it was like, oh, that's, that's a little bit different. Like, so it's, like, seems like there's some level of, like, um, I don't know what, what you would call it, like, just randomness integrated in there where it's like, oh, this is, there's enemies that are in the wrong spots. Or, like, there's these, you know, power-ups that are okay. not in the right spots, that sort of thing. Okay. That's but, yeah. cool. Um, the last piece of news that I really wanted to go over is non-gaming related. And then we'll get back into some gaming stuff um, whenever we oh, talk, man. talk about talk about the uh, the Xbox thing. <laughs> Are you bummed that we're going to get back to the uh, back to gaming? You know, no, I'm bummed. We're non-gaming. Who cares? I mean. Okay, so I, I actually lied. There's one. There's one other <laughs> gaming thing, Nintendo gaming thing that I wanted to get into before we get into the non-gaming thing. So you know, you're back okay. in. You're back in. Uh, okay, I'm I'm cool with that. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Do you know Zelda Breath of the Wild? Yep. I've you know they're developing a Zelda Breath of the Wild two. Yep. They're going to release a Zelda game in the Breath of the Wild universe that isn't Breath of the Wild two. And isn't also uh, uh, like a Zelda game, really, um, later this year. On November 20th, uh, Hyrule Warriors uh, Le- uh, Breath of the Wild like will be released. And so what this is, or the g- Great Calamity. Let me figure out what's the actual name for this thing. Yeah, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is announced and is set 100 years before the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So, this is uh, from developer Koei Tecmo, who have done, like, the Hyrule Warriors games. They also did, uh, what was the... Uh, um, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors games. And so, they, they have, like, their gameplay. They describe it as, like, a one versus 1,000 gameplay. Um, and so, you go yeah. around and you, like, you have different power-ups and different characters that have different powers, and you slash your way or, like, use magic to, to burst your way through, like, thousands of enemies. Um and so this game is supposed to like the the uh, the, the trailer they released the uh, the the Koei Tecmo's, uh I guess game director mentioned that that uh, Anuma uh, who does the Zelda games for Nintendo came to them and was said yeah. hey I actually think it would be cool and we could tell a cool story if we set a, a, a like a Warriors game in the great calamity. So the great calamity was like whenever Ganon like attacked, uh, Hyrule and everybody united, all the, the champions united a- against, uh, against those forces. And ultimately, you know, I guess everybody knows if you've played any of breath of the wild, like ultimately lost. Like, so every, you know, everything yeah, kind of went the part went wrong.
1: That, that gets me when I saw this, I'm like, man, you're going to, you, even, and even if you beat the game, you like still, you get to watch everybody lose. Like,
0: yeah. What a bummer. It's kind of a bummer, but I think it's like super unique uh, uh, for for a Zelda story because like you're able to 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 not only be Zelda and be Link, you're able to be these champions um, and and go up against all these different characters with uh, with the different champions' powers. Um, and I thought that was really cool, like being able to to have these different characters and and uh, learn more about that story. Because like I recently beat Breath of the Wild. Um, I talked about it on the podcast. Like I finally beat it after however many years. I was literally like right before the final mission and just didn't want it to be over had done basically I everything. that all the time i do and it's like I, I i finally just did it because i was like well we're in quarantine it's like breath of the wild 2 is going to come out sometime in the next couple of years. like i might as well just like do it and but before i did i watched all the cut scenes of uh of of breath of the wild and it was took me a lot longer than i i remember because like i watched them over the course of uh a hundred hours of playthrough and so like i just mm-hmm. didn't didn't really ever watch them all at once and it took me like you know thirty, forty minutes to watch everything and to like to catch back up to like where the story was at. And man, it's a great story. Like the 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 world that you explore is really the the draw of Breath of the Wild, but the story that's there is is actually pretty pretty complex and pretty cool.
1: It's yeah, it's one of the more involved stories in the whole Zelda universe. And the Calamity thing is a cool it's like it is kind of a perfect matchup for the whole Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors mm. thing
0: i'm i'm super into it like that's the thing like i i didn't play i haven't played any of the other Koei tecmo games or anything like that i didn't play the previous uh hyrule warriors um or the fire emblem spinoff that they did i can't remember what that was called it might be just fire emblem warriors that sounds sounds right um but like i didn't play those but at the same time like this one i'm like super into because the art style looks like breath of the wild like i thought that the 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 world looks the same which i was like man that's that's really cool. Like being able to integrate these two kind of things together. Um, I think in the trailer, the, uh, the game director for, for at Koei Tecmo mentioned that like the previous Hyrule warriors game, uh, Nintendo wasn't quite as involved, but in this game, Nintendo has been very involved with like the story and with like the layouts and that sort of thing. So that also makes me excited about this game.
1: So yeah, the previous game, I didn't play it either, but it was non Canon, I guess. And it was just kind of like you fight with these characters that you're familiar with throughout the Zelda franchise through these kind of random levels. And there might be some overarching plot, but it doesn't really pertain to Zelda It's that like much. action figures. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of here's a Dynasty Warrior game with Zelda characters and, and w- Zelda enemies.
0: Which honestly sounds kind of cool, you know?
1: But this one is like it actually like makes sense and it's in Canon and it, it makes sense. You'd have like the champions to fight with and stuff. Yeah. So I'm wondering like, will you be able to unlock characters that aren't like plot mm. available?
0: Interesting. So like a different version, like Ocarina of time, uh, link or, or something like that.
1: Yeah. I guess That's you, interesting. I'm, I'm guessing you probably would, but it's, it's just gonna, it's going to be the weird cutscene thing where you're like, who's that weird
0: elf guy in Zelda? <laughs> Like he's just showed up there and you're like, I mean, it's also saving like saving the world. I, I like that kind of things with video games specific. And honestly, it doesn't necessarily even have to call out. Cause I think about like, um, Spider-Man PS4, like there were so many different outfits that you could get, like that, that they didn't have to explain. It was just like, Oh, now Spider-Man's wearing the, uh, Spider-Man 2000 outfit or whatever, like where it's like you yeah. know, he's the robo outfit or whatever. Um, and it doesn't really like change anything gameplay-wise. It doesn't change anything story-wise. It's just an outfit. And so I feel like that could be a possibility where it's like a, with Zelda and Link specifically where um, you just have like different outfits for them to wear. Because even in, in Breath of the Wild, weren't there some outfits from like, oh, here's your outfit from um, uh, like not Ocarina of Time. The one after that what was the other one after that. I don't know. So, some of the other ones, like they would have outfits that you would find that would be like alluding to... Um, these other games. Oh, a previous game. Yeah, yeah. So like,
1: yeah. Can you get like the Gerudo like cross-dressing Link? That would be for this game. Dude, or, if like, they have
0: all those outfits, that'd be awesome.
1: Can you get? Can you be Tingle? Can you be Tingle and just like have all this like overarching plot going around, going on around you, and then like you're just like that weird creepy elf
0: dude and <laughs> like. I mean, it, that was the funny thing like that happened, I guess, in the uh, in the game that you it didn't matter what you were wearing because it's like Link doesn't have a memory he has no idea who like what's going on like who he is like who yeah. he was in the past like he would remember these things and like the, the glor- glorious thing was that like you could wear whatever you wanted while you were actually playing but they could tell whatever story they wanted because all of the cutscene and all of the story was 100 years ago this yeah. doesn't have that option because, like, Link clearly yeah. at the time had, like, a specific look and an outfit. So, like, I wonder what they will do as far as the customization options go. That would be – I would love to, like, be – be uh, Link. my favorite thing with that one was, like, to wear – to mix and match. Like, I used to wear, like, the, the hooded thing but with the green t- – or the blue – light blue tunic and stuff. So, like, I would mix and match the different outfits. Um, You're a monster I, who does that. <laughs> I I mean, I would lose out on some of, like, the the bonus, I guess, for, like, uh, you know, oh, you're impervious to electricity, which whenever an electric storm would run up, I would have to, like, put on the rubber suit that made your head look like Mm. a fish anyway. But, you know. (laughs) Dude, I love that game. It's so good.
1: I just want to be Underwear Link. I want to be Underwear Link in this game.
0: (laughs) The whole time. Well, like, also, we had uh, just a universe-breaking... Nintendo switch t-shirt link. If you pre-order the game. <laughs> and so like you can literally oh. just run around as like as link, uh, in a Nintendo switch t-shirt on that game, <laughs> which it's so meta. It's so fascinating <laughs> anyway. So that's the last piece of gaming news that we have. I'm very excited for that. Again, I was excited that it's coming out this year, um, November 20th or whatever. I'm, I'm definitely, yep. uh, definitely pumped about that. The last piece of news is that walking dead that has been going for 11 seasons, is finally ending, sort of. Oh, <laughs> so sad. This is uh, we've talked about this, I mean, Chris and I, over the years, and like how like I fell off after like season four or five, maybe. And like he kept on going for a little while and then fell off of it. But like, literally, AMC said, like, people would ask them, like, when is Walking Dead gonna end? Like, when you know, when are, you know, what's the, what's the deal with that? And they were like, yeah yeah, it's it's you know the ratings are are going down, like keep going down, but like it's still the best performing thing in that time slot, so we're gonna keep it going. like and so literally yeah. it was just like, if you want this show to end, you got to stop watching it. And so <laughs> people have apparently spoken, and, and it's ending, but it's not ending because there's a spinoff show following two of the main characters of the show, Carol and Daryl. And that's gonna be starting up. So like I'm not even sure like that the that the actual show is ending. Like is it that they couldn't get out of the contracts with like certain of uh, certain other other characters? And so like they decided to make this spinoff show? Is it like just to hit like the news cycle? like why? The Walking Dead has always been a show where they would kill off like main characters of this thing. And, and, and people who were originally side characters are now the main characters. So like, why couldn't yeah. they just killed off everyone except for Daryl and Carol? Like, it seems like this is literally like their new spinoff show is basically just season 12 of the walking dead. But like, they've just killed everyone, but those two characters.
1: Oh my god, that would be so vicious. Even for Walking Dead, it's like, wow, there was they have the writers have to write something where like everyone dies except Carol and
0: Daryl. I feel like that's not like that's not beyond, you know, the realm of possibility for the Walking Dead cuz that's why I stopped watching it cuz I was like I'm literally like watching like other people's heartache you know, and it's like this isn't fun for me. This isn't it like it's stressful for me to watch this thing. So I stopped watching it.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just a whole contract thing. It's like, oh, you're no longer starring in Walking Dead. You're guesting on Walking Dead, Carol and Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, yeah. So, so clearly, we can pay you, you know, half the half of your normal normal day, day rate or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I uh I I do like, you know, Atlanta, like his uh Walking Dead films a lot of their stuff in like Atlanta and that sort of thing, and like in a lot of locations that I have been to. And a, you know, a lot of places that I have been to, like, that are that are down there, like benefit from it. So I'm I'm excited that like there's something that's gonna continue that's that's in those locations yeah. and stuff. But at the same time, it's like, man, the Walking Dead is like eleven seasons is a long time, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got off it after Negan came on. I was just like it was painful to watch. Yeah, I'm I mean, just I, like, I, I think, can't watch this uh,
0: suffering anymore. Like, I think I think a lot of people did. Um, it's fascinating because that was like, the ba- big. W- whenever the comic started, I guess like uh, Kirkman is that the the writer's name?
1: Yeah, Robert Kirkman. Um, I
0: think he said like I remember reading his like forward to the first graphic novel of the walking dead where he was like the thing about like the zombie apocalypse is that it doesn't end and that's the thing that i like wanted to do with an ongoing comic series was that like you don't get to like the safe place and it's like everybody lives happily ever after like it just continues and and all this stuff and the Mm -hmm. the the struggle and so like that's why he did the comic and this feels like the show has definitely mimicked that it's just like this is yeah this is going on forever and it just doesn't end. So it still hasn't ended.
1: AMC's not gonna have anything left that's like what do they have? Better call Saul?
0: Uh yeah, apparently that's that's still like going strong. I don't know.
1: Mm. <laughs> hmm. That yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a good show. I don't I don't watch it. I, I like that I guy.
0: Do you uh did you watch Breaking Bad?
1: Uh no, I'm I'm too mentally weak to watch it. I didn't watch it like, emotionally.
0: Radio. Yeah.
1: Like, a, a lot of people say it's the greatest TV show ever, and the few episodes I did watch, I'm like, I could see that. Yeah. But like, it, it's just heavy emotionally.
0: Yeah. And that's the
1: thing. Like, I'd rather watch people die in Walking Dead than <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, that's a, realistic. I,
0: there was a time <laughs> suffering. There was a time like right around like right. I don't know it was before Des. Like it was right around where I stopped watching walking dead, where I literally just like purged all of the like entertainment that like really like did me in where it's like, I still have things like that, like affect me emotionally. Like, I'm playing like a uh, red dead redemption 2*, And it's like, man, there are some moments where I'm just like, you know, I'm like tearing up, crying, like watching or playing this game. There's other, other games that I've just, you know, like literally just like have wrecked me, that sort of thing. But it's like, there are things like watching, the Walking Dead or whatever that I just, I was like, man, I just can't. Like, it's just too stressful for me. Like, I, I basically, like, go through an entire day after watching it of just, like, oh, man, I'm, like, I'm in a weird mood, and it's just, like, why would I put myself through this?
1: <laughs> yeah, part of it's, though, like, our lives are, like, I mean, at least my life, it's, like, pretty boring. Like, we don't have, like, existential threats all that often, you know?
0: Yeah, true, true.
1: So, yeah, that's part of it.
0: Yeah, I get you. I get you. and so it's like, oh, bringing in this level of like, oh, it's exciting. But for me, I would rather watch like, you know, something that's like a little bit more lighthearted, I guess, than some of the some of the the bigger things. But regardless, Walking Dead for those fans that want to like continue on, they can continue on, but the Walking Dead is now over the television show. So sad. Well, that is the news. <laughs> Alright, before we get to the Xbox news, there's one more piece of news that I totally forgot about, and it's that Scott Pilgrim vs. the world the game is coming back to consoles. And I feel like I'm gonna talk about this like with Chris a little bit later. Have you ever played Scott Pilgrim vs. the world the game?
1: I downloaded the demo and it's one of those cool like Streets of Rage like beat
0: 'em ups yep. like they had on Sega. Yep. But it's in the Scott Pilgrim universe, which is amazing. Yep. The music is also fantastic. Oh yeah. The fascinating story behind this game is that after about a year and a half of being on, like, available on digital retailers, it Mm -hmm. was removed. Like the license ran up, and so whoever had, like, had the license to put out this game, um, like, they just couldn't put out the game anymore, and so they pulled it from all digital storefronts. So if you already like, if you already owned it, you would still own it. And be able to like re-download it or whatever. I'm not. I'm not even sure that exists anymore. But like, you'd be able to like have it, but then you couldn't. Like, new people could never buy it again. And uh, yeah. so it's about the 10-year anniversary of the original release of this game. And uh, and they're apparently putting out uh, a new version of it for for modern consoles, which is awesome. And uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be like some sort of a physical edition of it, um, like in a uh, from Limited Run Games or some sort of like a. Uh, a third-party kind of a a manufacturer that would be amazing um but exciting nonetheless that this game is finally back yeah yeah it's strange that that, the games are in such a medium that like literally a game could just go away
1: yeah it's it's wild to me that people really care about these games like legacy games like we got like the mario all-star like I grew up with those, like, Mario 64, but I just don't have that much of an interest of playing it again. I've played it. You've, like, been there, done Uh, that? Yeah, been there, done that. I'm like, let's go. Next tech. I'm just throwing away the old, like, let's tear it all down. Destroy all the 200... (laughs) Destroy all the old buildings. Put you're up like, some new megalomarts,
0: yeah. You're like, why, you know, throw all those uh, those video game carts, you know, in, in the fire. Let them, let them burn, melt them back down for, yeah. for use the plastic again for water bottles I just and stuff I, I just
1: do digital. I'm like, it's less stuff to have. <laughs>
0: The ultimate thing, like, it's interesting to me because digital is both, like, really good for game preservation or for, like, any type of media preservation, and also really bad, like, in some cases. Like, this is the example of that. Like, this game was released only digitally. No physical editions were or ever like mm-hmm. made of of Scott Pilgrim, and then they just pulled, like because the license ran up. They had to pull it from storefronts, so like it just went away. But like in most cases, I would say that like once you release something, like once like for for example, like a movie or music or like whatever, like once it's out there in the digital world, it's just out there. Like you can't you can't shut that down, you know. Um, yeah. it's just like, you know, you may, even in the case of this game, I'm sure like there's some sort of a ROM somewhere like illegal that you could, you could find. Um, but I just, you know, never have obviously. But, um, but
1: can you authorize it? That's yeah. If it, It's dependent on an account. Like,
0: yeah, true, true. And it's like, and, and the idea of like a, a world where like the, everything is digital, I feel like that's good for preservation. Um, because like, there's always going to, it's just ones and zeros. They're out there on the internet. Like someone's going to store them somewhere. So it's like, they'll be preserved forever in some capacity somewhere. Whereas like there's certain physical things from back in the day, like carts or like whatever that like before the you know, internet existed. Um, that just are hard to find that don't exist. Um, like what was the, the, the Atari kind of, uh, ET? Like there was some sort of like a,
1: Oh yeah. There's the dump full of ETs rumored. Like, right and They, they just like, buried all of them in the it, desert,
0: <laughs> and it became like this big urban legend until they actually found it and dug that dug them up and stuff. So like, I mean, it's just digital is both good for preservation and in in the case of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, it was very bad for it, and so but now it's back. So everybody, I guess, like buy it while it's available. I don't know when it's going to come out either. So. Um, all right, moving on into the future, like you said, like, burn it all down, you know. Kylo, burn it Kylo, all down. Kylo Ren over here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S are launching on November 10th, starting at $299 for the S model, which is a, uh, a lower-powered, uh, all-digital edition of an Xbox. Uh- Okay, uh, I'm for it. And then the Series X is the uh, higher power, so like twelve teraflop uh, version of the next gen console. So I think one of them is like five teraflops, and one of them is uh, or maybe six teraflops. One of them is twelve teraflops. So it's like it's a pretty big power differential, but you do save a lot of like two hundred bucks if you buy the lower uh, priced model. Um,
1: I think that's so cool. Like honestly, yeah. it's really interesting they're getting into this like tiered modeling stuff mm-hmm. to get as many people as possible and mm-hmm. like they're like console games are becoming more hardware independent. That's so, a good like, point. Like uh, what Xbox has its streaming service that where you can just play Xbox on your phone. Yep. And it's gonna be a cloud gaming service. Like they're no longer just selling the hardware. Mm-hmm. They're selling they're selling the uh <laughs> the whole game library they're moving into yeah the service and like you can access the service through whatever kind of tiered device you want so Mm. you can get a little lower bit of lower quality graphics with this uh with the cheaper xbox i think it's i think the main difference is the gpu like the graphics
0: processing unit yep
1: i think they have the same cpu i'm not sure they do they do you're
0: correct you're correct which is fascinating to me like just the fact that like there is this like it seems like in console gaming, there's always just been like less of a sliding scale than on like PC, like for PC, like you'd be able to like say, Oh, well, I, you know, as long as I have the minimum requirements for this, uh, for this game, I can play it. Whereas with Xbox or like whenever you get into like the console world, it was like, well, if you don't have a PS4, you can't play your P like, if you only have a PS3, you can't play PS4 games or whatever. Yeah. And PlayStation is still going that route. Whereas Xbox is like, well, at some point I'm sure like we'll have a minimum requirements like, age your xbox out of the uh out of the consideration of playing this game but for now like if you have these minimum requirements then you can you can play it and i also love the idea like so not only are they doing um these consoles at this price they also there's a uh, there's a plan in place that you can do that does like starting at two twenty five twenty four ninety nine 24.99 per month mm-hmm. you get the console and xbox game pass Um, and it's, I think that that's like a contract for two years. So essentially it's like taking it and making it like a cell phone used to be like where you'd like get on a payment payment plan, essentially to buy your cell phone for two years, like a contract. Um, and you not only get the console, but you get game pass as well. So you get like these, this library of hundreds of games, um, available to you, which is, is fascinating to me.
1: Does that allow you to also do the Xbox streaming cloud service? Or yes, because that that's included in Game separate. Pass
0: these days. Um,
1: so they're just they're just trying to get you onto that cloud service. So, like, say you get the lower tiered Xbox. Maybe their plan is once the games start releasing that require, like, a beefier GPU at mm, minimum,
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: then you're just, like, you get the cloud client on your cheaper Xbox. That's fascinating. So you, can, so you could still be playing the latest games, but now all the processing offloaded on some server in the cloud and you're just streaming your input up to them and they're streaming the image and sound down to you.
0: I mean, and that's like, that's genius because like that also like increases the amount of like people that, that, that can access this. Like, so you think about like yeah. people who maybe can't afford like the, the big box, like the $500 box, um, which is like a large portion of people. Um, and it's like the, but if you take something and make it a streaming service, we're like, okay, well if you buy this, like, like, less expensive device as long as it has like Mm -hmm. an internet connection and your your connection is good. Um, which over the years, like, you know, internet connections have gotten better and better still in a lot of portions of the United States. Internet's bad. Uh, but at the same time, 5g is, is on the, uh, is on the, you know, on the way it's going to, going to happen some sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. And I feel like as, as soon as that happens, as soon as like 5g, as far as a mobile uh, service goes, I feel like you're, you're basically blowing the market wide open and saying like, anybody can get this on a device as long as it has a fast internet connection.
1: Um, yeah, you just have to be able to decode that video stream quickly. And it's like, so yeah, with 5G, 5G is going to blow everything out of the water. Like it's basically in like ideal conditions. It's like having a straight fiber optic drop to your device, but wireless, you know, <laughs> <That's> like <amazing. laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the latency is. Uh, yeah. The latency must be pretty good. Judging by how everybody's talking about it, because that's important. So, like, even if you have like a high bandwidth connection, you Mm -hmm. can you can download a lot at once. You're still waiting for like that initial packet
0: to get there. So, like, Mm, so that's like ping speed or whatever.
1: Yeah, it's basically your ping. Like, you press a button. Like, you could send all this data in one big chunk, but it still takes time to get there. So. You need a low latency connection for this
0: cloud gaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the you know, I feel like with the cloud gaming thing, like you're you're right on where it's like they're like maybe you know thinking like, well, you know, later on in this generation, because I think a lot of people have said like, well, what happens late in the generation with this Xbox Series S, so like the lower level model, whenever the games are are trying to like move into like the max amount of power that they uh, are able to get from these consoles, what happens to the lower yeah. level box? Does it get left behind? But I think you're right that like if if they're able to uh basically use the bandwidth or the uh the the cloud kind of processing they don't necessarily have to have the beefiest of systems in order to uh in order to go ahead and like have the power that the other thing has maybe it's not outputting 4k you know because it's like this is capped at i think uh uh you know something like Yeah, or fourteen. I think it's fourteen forty or something like that. Like it's capped higher than ten eighty, but it's you know it's it's capped for sure. More like less than four K. And that's the other thing about this is like if you don't have a four K television yet, maybe this is this is the option for you. Like maybe this is the one where you're like, man, I have no reason to do that um, to go ahead and get something that has four K because I don't really care to upgrade my television right now. Um, Potentially, this is the one for you because it's like, hey, this is uh, this is great. As a side note. Microsoft being the like pro consumer, you know, for the last however many years that they've been, like, even games, they've said, like, for the first two years, games that release for at least first party games that release for the new consoles will also be available on your current generation consoles. So like if you have an Xbox one, like there's no reason to upgrade right now. Don't feel like they're like, don't feel the pressure to do that. But you know, eventually you'll need to upgrade, but like not, it doesn't have to happen like immediately. Like we're not ending support for our past generation devices just because we're starting this next generation, Um, which I think is like super fascinating and really a, a, it's kind of antithetical to how game consoles w- have worked in the past, so...
1: Yeah, it's more like PC gaming. It's like, you you bring your own hardware, and then they have a slider. It's like, all right, you get this many polygons, you get these effects, and, like, you're just picking... They probably just have, like, preset, like, uh, limits hmm. on each setting. Like, yeah. all right, you're gonna get the medium-quality graphics because you've got the medium-tier hardware, and this yeah. guy's gonna get the ultra graphics, he's got the ultra hardware. Yeah. So... And because they're basically PC games now, they're using all the same APIs, like uh, DirectX, Mm -hmm. Direct3D and stuff. So I think that makes it easier
0: for them to scale them up and down for the hardware. Fascinating. I love that. That's that's the thing about, like, I've... I'm looking at these prices going like, okay, so if I was going to upgrade, like, I have had my Xbox One, the day one edition. Um, I didn't upgrade the mid-cycle or whatever. They, they released, like, the more powerful version or whatever um, halfway through. But I have upgraded that, and so it's been seven years since I've bought uh, an Xbox console. And so it's like, whatever I get, I'm probably going to get the top of the line because it's going to last me probably another seven or eight years. Like Based on my past behavior of how I buy things, I usually just buy one console every generation and then, like, let it go from there. Like I don't usually buy any of the updates, um, and so it's a situation where like I'm looking at it being like I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it this holiday because I'm not sure there's a reason for me to um, you know drop the five hundred dollars this holiday. But maybe like you know next year, early next year, um, summer, whatever. Like maybe I, I pick it up at that point um, just because I'm I don't ha- I'm not forced into this big upgrade. At the same time, I do feel like my Xbox, my day one Xbox One, um, is. <laughs> Basically, like barely running at this point. Like, I, I boot up like oh. current games, and I'm like, I hear the fan start, and I'm like, ooh. It like it <laughs> makes a s- it makes a noise whenever I shut it down. It like it like I hear the fan like I spin down where it's like, Phew! like it's like at the end of the day where like you take off your shoes and you sit down and you're like, oh you know, it's like Throw my console does air <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> Throw some compressed air in there, man. Don't let it. <laughs> but, I probably yeah, should. I never cleaned it. I'm thinking a lot of these console manufacturers are trying to get out of the hardware game. Like, they lose money on hardware all the time mm. until mm. until they streamline the manufacturing process. So they're like, why do we even need to do this anymore? We just, like, we'll just sell the cloud gaming... And Game that's Pass a, services. That's
0: a solid point, too. Because, like, I think Xbox also, like, all of their – like or most of their first-party titles are also released on PC these days. And they have yeah. cross-play and all this stuff. So it's like uh-huh. – it's also possible that they're just like, man, just, just – you know, you could – you know, I feel like so many times people who are, like, very invested in, like, the Sony ecosystem where they're, like, you know, you know very much, like, Sony people um, will be yeah. like, why would I get an Xbox whenever I can just play the Xbox exclusives on PC? And I think Xbox would look at them and go, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm not sure Sony might be trying to pull the same thing. Mm. Like, they've got their they've got their PlayStation streaming service it's it's as true. well. So, yeah, that's, it seems to be that's the direction things are heading in. They're still making the hardware now because, like, a great internet connection is not ubiquitous in the United States or necessarily a lot of the world. Yeah, most so of the, the world. Cloud, but, yeah, I think what you were saying about 5G earlier, once that becomes more ubiquitous, yeah. like... Yeah, you just you could play Xbox off your phone. Maybe they'll still make controllers. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I feel like, you know, I, 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 in my mind, I still feel like the, there will be, for a certain group of consumers, there will always be a market for a console. Because, like, I per- personally will probably always want to play something locally. Um, yeah. You know, and, and maybe it's enhanced by, like, the, the cloud computing or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, like as someone who like my primary source of entertainment is games like it seems like i would want there to be a box with a hefty amount of power in my house and you know maybe and I'm not necessarily interested in like a PC currently where it's like, I want to, I don't necessarily want to be thinking about like upgrading individual components of this thing. I kind of just want one thing I buy every seven years and (laughs) and put it in the house and be like, this is the dedicated gaming device. Um, At the same time, if that can over, like, be enhanced with the cloud gaming and stuff like that, if, if it can eventually be just as good or better than uh, having a, a box in my house, maybe I would be interested in that. But, like, for a certain group of consumers, I feel like they're always going to want a physical box in their home that's like, this is the gaming cube.
1: Yeah. I, I it's, it's interesting you're talking about, like, the enhanced thing because I'm picturing, like, They've got this, like, server farm, like, this ENIAC-level computer, and I'm like, why would I not <laughs> want that processing everything for me? Like, it's yeah. going to basically create real- realities for me. Like, of yeah. course, there would be so many players sharing this mm-hmm. this kind of thing, so it might be, like, more practical to have a box that's just doing the, the computing locally. Uh, yeah. I
0: mean, maybe, but but at the same time, like you said, like it's rather than having like, oh, here, here's a, uh, you know, a, a, a a gaming cube inside of your house. Like you can have a gaming building in in Arizona or something, you know, it's like, (laughs) why not?
1: Maybe it works out where like, there's only so many players playing and you just get way more processing power and like you're building this VR world and it's using data from every player to build something new. And it's, yeah, dude, you're, I, I don't know.
0: You're, uh, I feel like you've just, uh, you've bought me in. I I would invest in, in, in that, you know, I'll, I'll send you like $5 via Venmo for you to make me, you know, I'll I'll just be buying on the ground level of whatever, whatever you're designing.
1: (laughs) I tried to, I tried to sign up for, uh, have you heard of the shadow game streaming? Uh, I have. Yes. So I tried 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 to sign up for that, like near the beginning of quarantine. I have a pretty decent gaming computer but i wanted i just wanted to see what it's like i'm interested in this novelty i want to know how the tech works so i tried to sign up for it and because the whole lockdown and quarantine stuff like they could not like assign new servers to people quick enough so i guess they mm. like every time a new player shows up they go and they'll like add like more racks to the server to accommodate that player
0: interesting so like literally you're basically buying like renting space um in a uh in a like server bank that's super fascinating
1: yeah so i imagine like at some point they'll just have enough to where it's like they can support all players at once but sure so they they don't have to like assign new servers out and add but yeah it, it took too long so i i just told them you know hang it up but
0: Dude, that's that's super interesting. I, I also know, like during like the the whole like lockdown and like p- pandemic situation, like gaming is is up like a bunch. Like just in general, more people are playing more games. And, uh, oh, yeah. simultaneously, it's also very difficult right now for, for developers to actually like finish new games. And so like, at some point we're going to run into that, like those two things are going to meet each other. Like demand is going to be super high, but supply is very low. So, uh, you know, it's just like, I think that's, that's where we're at. Like currently of like, cause they develop, you know, Delayed the development of, or the develop delayed the release of Halo, the next Halo till next year, and like there's a lot of things that are like have been delayed and moved out. Even like Nintendo, this last direct, there's something on the on their website uh, that that like Wario 64 and stuff saw that that said that implied that they may have originally planned for this announcement of all the the Mario 35th anniversary stuff was like four months ago. Oh. Um, uh-huh. And they were just delayed that long um, in development, and and so they delayed the announcement. But um, the last piece of uh, info on the Xbox thing that I wanted to bring up is that pre-orders for the Xbox go live on, let me find the tweet exactly, September 22nd. I don't know the time of day that they'll go live on September 22nd, but if you are looking to pre-order, that's whenever you'll be able to pre-order. which begs the question: To this point, uh, like this was this was basically forced uh, on Xbox via a yeah. leak. Like somebody leaked uh, the trailer for the Xbox Series S, and so they just like went ahead and announced it and the the price. And then subsequently, like shortly after that happened, the price for the Xbox Series X leaked, and then they just announced that. So it's like it was forced upon them to announce these things whenever they did. But at the same time, Sony has not announced anything like it seemed like Xbox and Sony were playing this strange game of chicken um, with the price and release date of their consoles. so I guess my question to you, Cody, is: Does the fact that we can pre-order an Xbox on September 22nd um, light a fire under Sony to announce the the price and release date of their console before then? Like, is that a thing? Like, as a consumer, if you were looking to pre-order something, like if you're if you wanted to spend some money on a console this fall, does like being able to to give Xbox your money for a console on September 22nd or I mean, you don't give them the money. Their money doesn't go until you actually pick it up. But, you know, basically mentally giving them your money. Um, does that change anything with the PlayStation's announced plans as far as, like, making pre-orders available or even just announcing a price?
1: You know, I don't, I don't think so. I think Sony's sitting pretty. So, like, mm. from my perspective, I haven't looked at, like, the numbers or anything. I feel like Sony wiped the floor with Microsoft this past generation.
0: 100%. Like, like four to one.
1: Like so, Sony's hardware is basically comparable to Microsoft's hardware. So, they have like this this Microsoft might have, might have like a beefier GPU or a beefier CPU, and then Sony's mm-hmm. got their like hard drive streaming thing, mm-hmm. which is going to propel some like interesting things in games. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think Sony's exclusives just like they're selling the Sony brand. It's the Sony walled garden. Mm. So that's your access into Sony, and like you can access Microsoft through this game streaming stuff, or sure, you can get their tiered consoles. So, like, I think Sony knows they've got good first party stuff, so they can pretty much do what they want. Hmm. Like,
0: I see that makes sense. I mean, and honestly, like, so many people are looking forward to, like, if I'm looking at this fall. I'm hoping that Sony announces something as far as the price goes. Cause like I'm going to pre-order the Xbox potentially. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm still undecided. Cause it's like, I may just wait until next year, but I could also just cancel the Amazon pre-order before it ships or whatever. Um, but I might buy a Sony console this year because they've got games coming out this year. Whereas Halo was delayed till 2021. And I'm like, well, that would have been the big reason t- for me to buy a brand new Xbox is like for the best version of that game. But currently the, the biggest game that I can think of that's coming out this fall is Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, yeah. that's all Sony exclusive. So,
1: I don't Yeah, know. Sony's just the, – the main thing, like – and this might go against what I was saying earlier about Sony, like, kind of keeping their own walled garden or something, like – I heard they were going to start releasing like doing dual PC games or they're going to move more Sony exclusives to PC.
0: Hmm, they do. They have released a couple of uh like they've been out for like 2 years or whatever. Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Zero
1: Dawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the there's basically this war no longer between hardware but like these of the ecosystem and the games and Sony's mm. got the games. Mhm. That's the whole point. Like the the
0: good games. Like Yeah. That's <laughs> That's why I. That's why I play. Uh, play video games to play good video games.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Sony, as long as they've got the good games, and your ticket to playing the good games is buying a PlayStation, they don't have to worry. Like
0: interesting, super fascinating. I mean, yeah. And I, that's the that's the thing is like I'm considering where I'm like, well, obviously, like the Sony, like this year, the more. Um, urgent i guess uh release is the spider-man one where i'm like that one i'm gonna want to play because i love miles morales i love spider-man um and uh and it's exclusive to sony so it's like potentially i'm i'm just buying a sony console this year and i'm gonna put off the purchase of an xbox because i can still continue playing the one that i have now obviously as as potentially uh you know on its last leg as it is um, I can play it, you know, into next year or whatever, and, and kind of delay the the big purchase of an Xbox, but at the same time play a, uh, a Sony console, you know, this year. I don't know. It's 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 fascinating, man. This is a this is a weird year, and it's in it, it, like console years are always exciting. Like whenever new consoles are released, it's always like exciting yeah. to see how each console is is messaged and, and uh, how how it all goes. But this year, with the fact that like the pandemic has happened and we've had like strange announcements, it's like is there going to be a supply shortage? Is there not um all of these things are are feeding into it being an even more interesting year from a uh, console release perspective
1: for me i won't even like i'm not gonna buy the new xbox like if i if there was some game that i just had to play yeah why would i not just sign up for that microsoft game streaming service
0: sure and you can play it on pc like if you because you you know you've had like pcs and that sort of thing in the past and like So why wouldn't you just do that, you know? And honestly, like, if I had a a big gaming PC, why wouldn't I just play it there? I don't know.
1: Yeah. Like, Nintendo, I buy all their systems because I'm basically buying a ticket to play Zelda. Right. Like, they're they're holding (laughs) Zelda and Mario Kart hostage against me. Like, (laughs) like... They could charge whatever they want for the system. I I just, like, I have to play Zelda and Mario Kart. Didn't
0: you buy a Wii U, like, on launch day? Because, like, because you wanted to play, like, the Zelda Breath of the Wild, like, and then you ended up playing it on Switch?
1: Yeah, because, like, it came out, and it's like, all right, I guess we have to, we said it was going to come out on Wii U, so they dual-released it on Wii U and Switch, and I'm like, well, I don't want to play the crappy version. Like, (laughs) I want to play the good version, like
0: oh man so essentially you paid like probably close to 200 dollars for Zelda to Breath of the Wild and really I just
1: ended up playing new Super Mario Brothers
0: Wii <laughs> U <laughs> oh that's amazing I love it dude oh dude I'm excited like to see also like with the rumors of like a, a Nintendo thing like what happens with like that console that sort of thing I'm not sure like if it's if it's if it's going to be this 4K device or if it's going to be, like, a, uh, some sort of a big upgrade as far as, like, the Switch goes. If it's just an incremental thing like they usually do, I'm, there's no way that I'm, I'm upgrading my Switch. I like, think it's fine the way it is to me. So,
1: I'm kind of wondering if
0: – so, Microsoft, I see them
1: going completely towards the streaming thing soon. Sure, and yeah. And Sony's, Sony's put some feelers out for that, and they've got – they're doing the same thing. But also, like, I've been hearing rumors about, like, PSVR. Mm-hmm so i'm wondering if so like vr streaming is going to be a different different kind of beast that's not going to be out for a while it takes more you've got to stream two mm-hmm. eyes so you have to have a much better connection yeah and latency is even more of an issue because you get sick you know oh, like dude i
0: hadn't thought about that if you're like
1: yeah so i'm wondering if sony might really push this vr thing i haven't heard anything about it they've been pretty quiet
0: I guess, like, that's another thing I didn't ask early on in the episode about the VR thing is, like, how does like, how do you ever get sick whenever you're doing VR?
1: I don't. Maybe, like, a little bit if there's, like, a flying thing or something mm. like that. Okay. But my vision's messed up anyway. I've got, like, super bad astigmatism, like a lazy eye. Uh, just paint the picture for your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> of this troll man. Like picture like <laughs> I was about picture to say, like this is not <laughs> Picture like Quasimodo add that's a few not, pounds that's on. That's not an
0: accurate depiction of Cody.
1: <laughs> like let's throw some smell in there like Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, not quite that bad. But uh
0: Yeah. But yeah. but like, uh, it was fine. But like, as far as the, the, the like you don't usually get you get motion sick while you're uh, while you're but, in VR.
1: I won't say that that's common. I think it's more common for people to get motion sick.
0: Yeah, the times that I have have been like, whenever in the game I was like on an elevator or whatever, and the elevator stopped, and I was like, oh, what is that? Um, yeah. But I can't say, like, at the, at the same time, I can't say that in real life if an elevator behaved the way the one did in the game that I also wouldn't have had that, like, happen, that <laughs> feeling, you know? Yeah.
1: I'd say, like, playing Half-Life Alex. Gun fights are a lot more intense.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. Like, even like just the, unrelated, act, yeah. the act of like somebody pointing a gun at you in a physical space that you feel like you're in, that would be, like, really unnerving.
1: And and you feel more bad if you shoot somebody. Like, you're like... Yeah. You're like, ah, I felt like I shot somebody a little bit. Like, you get used to it. Like, you become a sociopath, so no worries. Uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, you're 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 but, uh, you're definitely making me want to want to play this game. I'm I'm kidding. That's <laughs> the
1: the encounters like I've I've played up to like a f- maybe the first couple firefights and stuff, and like there's definitely like a lot less enemies, and that may be because of the like it's harder to render because you're rendering double one for each eye. Yeah, it might be like hardware limitations, but it might also just be because like it is harder to kill a bunch of enemies in vr Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're ducking you're dodging you're
0: yeah it's not just like like a flick of your thumbs like you have to move in a physical space
1: yeah and it's a little more uh a little more emotionally intense yeah you know
0: well i mean i guess they yeah yeah you're right because like you, you know there's that hesitation or whatever or you know you, you would hope um, the uh, interesting thing to me about video games has always been like, what if this was in real life? Like they say in Call of Duty, like whenever you run in Call of Duty, like if you yeah. were to translate that to the real world, you'd be running like 30 miles an hour. oh yeah so it's just like like what feels right on a uh on like with twin stick you know dual analog sticks is not necessarily what will like translate to the physical world but in vr you're in the physical world so you have to kind of translate those things over and so like things that might have been much faster in a uh, normal video game don't work because like oh you you have to move at a normal like human's pace otherwise you just like throw up immediately
1: yeah, there's yeah, it's interesting, like, the, the different, like, give and take that they have to do for it in terms of game design. And they don't have it fully figured out yet. For sure. Obviously. The one thing yeah.
0: I will say, the one thing that Xbox could do to, like, make next-gen, like, even more uh, appealing for me as a consumer is, like introduce a VR headset that works with it like with the Xbox because like PlayStation they're PlayStation VR um, and I you know Xbox doesn't really have a VR headset that works uh, with the actual console and nor do I personally have a PC that would run um, well enough a VR headset and so it's like that like a VR headset then becomes even more of an expensive prospect for, for somebody like me you know where it's like oh. yeah, yeah, but if I had the Xbox like Series X console or if I knew that that would work with like a or, or something like that like potentially I would be more interested in, in, uh, in picking that up like we're being like oh yeah of course because like I can get the, the VR headset eventually and uh, and play play some VR stuff with this thing so
1: yeah, I haven't heard them express any interest. In, I feel like people have asked them, like yeah. Microsoft directly, and they've just been like, nah. Yeah, they've been
0: they've been like, we're waiting to see how that market plays out. You know, that sort of thing. Um, which... Classic
1: Microsoft, like, wait until everything's finished and then try to jump in. And <laughs> like, oh, how, how about a Windows phone? And you're like, dude, we got <laughs> Android and iOS. Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or the, I mean, it worked with Xbox, where they're like, "Oh, there's already there's already like three, two consoles on the market. We're gonna bring another one," um, but True. it didn't, it didn't work it. out at first initially. <laughs> oh man. Well, awesome, dude. Well, I think that covers it. Unless you have any other thoughts on any uh, anything we've talked about throughout the obviously the entire episode, but, uh, but specifically about the Xbox. Uh, November 10th, man, I'm, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how all that goes. And, uh, and, and, I'm excited to see what Sony announces that, like, if their release date's going to be close, if their um, if their price is going to be close and which, you know, I'll keep everybody updated on like what I'm planning on doing this fall. So November 10th is the Xbox release date. Yeah. That's the Xbox release. It's
1: so close. It's like snuck up on me. Dude. Like, well, and like I they don't...
0: didn't announce, like this is the first that we've heard about it. So it's like, they waited forever to announce this thing. But they don't have any games. Like, <laughs> like that's uh, yeah, that's that's the thought. I don't know. How man. do you
1: just launch a console with no games? I mean,
0: they don't have exclusive games. So there's gonna be like games that are enhanced because even like Cyberpunk uh, twenty whatever it is twenty is it twenty. I don't remember, but Cyberpunk comes out the following week, um, after the, the console does, um, so it's like, so you could potentially play the best version of that game on the new console, so I, I, and they have a marketing partnership with Microsoft as well, so I think they're probably going to be plugging away on, uh, on that as, like, the launch title kind of thing, where it's like, hey, do you want to play the best experience of, uh, of Cyberpunk 2077, that's what it is, um, Uh, and, uh, that's so not exciting, like, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, I know you buy a new console and you get like, it's for the, like the launch games basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like you buy a new Xbox, you're like, all right, I want Halo. Like that's the,
0: right. Well, even like I'm talking about the PlayStation five and I'm like, yeah, I I want the PlayStation five, but I want the Miles Morales. Like, so it's like, it's clearly, it's tied to the game that I want to play rather than it being like, I just want this new piece of plastic.
1: Yeah. Like, The box without the games is just a box. It's
0: true and and obviously like the xbox thing where they're trying to ease the transition into the next gen with over the next like year or two um even with yeah. the current gen stuff like i will see if that works i don't know like like you said they're de-emphasizing in a lot of cases they're de-emphasizing their physical hardware and they're emphasizing like the service and the games and the value and the you know access and that sort of thing uh to all your devices so it's uh it's a new strategy and it feels like uh feels like it's we don't know how it'll play out yet. I don't know if it's a, a massive success. I don't know if it's going to be a, a, a huge, you know, blunder failure or anything, but we'll, you know, we'll see because clearly they are uh, forging new ground as far as the the console goes.
1: It makes sense, but it's like also thinking about like kids on Christmas morning, they're going to unwrap this thing and they gonna mm. be like, all right, let's plug it in. What do we play? Oh, the same games we've been playing, but a little better <laughs> looking. <laughs>
0: you're like we're gonna play the same games but with more pixels
1: (laughs) oh yeah check out those pixels
0: sweet there's a lot more pixels here
1: (laughs) meanwhile i'm gonna be unwrapping my mario kart live tour dude assuming it comes out like i'll buy it for me and wrap it up and then unwrap it but it'll be dude it'll be fun
0: drive it around the living room see i just want to like i've been thinking about this like looking around my room thinking, like, I could build a ramp over that. I could, like, you know, I just, I'm curious how it's going to take, like, like inclines and declines. Like, if I, like, build a ramp, like, up to the couch and, like, across the couch and then down the other side of the like, does that, it, will, that will that work?
1: <laughs> yeah, or will everybody else just kind of blow you away because yeah. you're, like, facing the struggle of gravity and they're in the augmented reality, no right. gravity on them. Right or will it even detect? Will it just be flat surfaces? Will they have an accelerometer or something to de- to detect tilt? Or these are all like...
0: all good questions. And obviously, all of that technology would drive up the price. But like hundred like, dollars, like I said, it seems somewhat reasonable for a, a p- pretty cool piece of uh, physical technology.
1: I'm picturing myself like one of those Lionel train guys. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to have the room and I'm yep. going to have these like meticulously well-painted like Mario Kart tracks. Like I've recreated like the Wario Stadium from N64 <laughs> like <laughs> to scale. So it's like a massive room and it's just like this is my Wario Stadium room. <laughs>
0: I love this the idea my... <laughs> that they basically take this video game and take it into the physical world. And you're like, you can play this in the physical world. And you're literally taking the physical world thing and trying to put it back into a video game.
1: <laughs> basically. <laughs> the I'm point recreating entirely, the video like...
0: game inside of the world.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to hire people to do like the chain shop. <laughs> just like, can, can you whip this ball? Like at my,
0: at my RC car. And make this weird barking noise. Yeah, I'll give you the money after. Just like <laughs> it's a per it's a pur bark thing, you know. Just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. It's a weird oh, Craigslist man. ad. Need need real life Mario Kart actors. <laughs> it's gonna be weird. Oh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be weird, but. <laughs>
0: All right, man. Well, that's it for this week. You can find us online at standjacketpodcast I'm not sure what we're talking about next week. Um, you know, we might might have have some review. We might have a PlayStation prize. Who knows? I think Chris will be back from his his uh, his old staycation, or I don't know, yeah. like upgradecation. What do you call like one where you stay home and like do home? Reno upgrades? vacation. Reno, Reno vacation. vacation. There it is. We we you did it, man. You did it. I you nailed that one. I did you. Were you ready? I am the master of Portmanteau <laughs> I mean like that that like very much like just absolutely did, like nailed that one I couldn't have come up with something that good if I uh, if I had sat here for probably 20 minutes um, it's, it's genetic I uh,
1: mean,
0: so you're born with it you know yeah
1: maybe you're born with it maybe it's literacy <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man! Uh, you can find Chris at uh, Chris Wright two five zero and me at John Wright seven seven seven. And Cody, can anybody find you anywhere? I do know you launched a uh, a podcast recently, correct?
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty terrible. I don't want to advertise it here and just bring just have your audience. Uh, just besmirch your podcast (laughs) by like they're going to be like you talk to this guy in a regular did you hear the terrible things he said on his podcast like (laughs) you should not be his friend people will think less of you if they listen to my podcast and that's what I'm worried about but uh if you you want to listen to it like uh it's me and my buddy JJ run it but uh if John doesn't beep this out I think he should really Really take a hard look at my podcast before he tells people about it. It's, uh, you can pretty much only find it on Spotify. It's, it's, it's unprofessional. Uh, Dropping Eaves. So, okay. yeah, we we review, we review the Hobbit book and, uh, we tier rank states. Uh, we tier ranked Super Nintendo games.
0: Uh,. Dude, I want to listen. I, I need to listen to the Hobbit, uh, to the Hobbit review stuff that you, because like that, that that intrigues me. I, I, uh, I especially intrigue like of, like things about like reviews and discussions about like books, because there's so much more in books than than like movies or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, and <laughs> so we gotta talk about stuff. the movie too. Yeah, it's really like, it's it's really like a context less podcast so you might not know what you're listening to if you're not familiar with the topic so i dig it it's really just anti-social so drop in eves
0: on spotify check it out awesome well that's it for this week we'll see you next time on stay Stay on on Target. target